0: Hello, and welcome to the Lund University International Podcast. On the show, you'll hear from current students, alumni, teachers, and many more special guests as we explore what it's really like to live and study in Lund. My name is Elliot, and I am a current graduate student here at Lund University studying sociology of law, and I also work in the external relations department here at the university. Today, I'm happy to be joined with Emma, uh, thanks for being on, Emma. We're going to be talking about traveling as an international student in Europe, which is an interesting uh, topic near and dear to my heart, but also from our conversation before the, this recording, we we have a lot in common with traveling. So Emma, if you'd like to introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, um, my name is Emma. I am from the U.S. I'm originally <laughs> from California, but um, most recently live in Washington State, um, and I'm here in Lunes my master's degree in international marketing brand management. And I'm super excited to be here today because travel is my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so we're excited.
0: That's great. I'm so glad to hear that you're excited. I think a lot of our listeners are also very excited. Um, you know, being an international student requires us to do a lot of traveling, right? Um, I bet you know, you know, the inside of airports better than probably a lot of your, your classmates even. <laughs> yeah. um, but so so tell me, what is it like to? What's it like to be an international student that travels a lot, like with jet lag and all that stuff? And then we can kind of go into maybe the, the trips that we've taken and our favorite experiences from that.
1: Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like at this point I've gotten it down to a science. Oh, it's good. like once when you first start traveling, can feel like super stressful, super yeah. overwhelming. You're like. What do I have to take on my bag at TSA? And, like, (laughs) how early do I need to be to my gate? But I feel like you just have to, like, make the jump and just, like, start doing it. And then, like, the more you start to do it, you're just, like, expert. You're like, I'm going to be the most efficient person to go through security in the history of this airport. You're like, well. (laughs) You you start feeling good about yourself. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Have you ever missed a flight before?
1: Oh, on my way here.
0: Yeah?
1: Actually, I... Thought I was going to miss my flight. Ah. I had a connecting flight <laughs> in Paris yeah. to Copenhagen. Okay. And my flight from the US got delayed. Oh. And I ended up having a 20-minute layover in Paris. And I was like, there's no way. Wow. There's no way I'm gonna make wow. it. Because I had to go through customs and yeah. then I had to go through security again. Yeah. It was like, there's absolutely no way. But I was like determined because if I didn't make it to Copenhagen, I couldn't check into my combinations on time and so right, right. i was booking i was running so fast for that airport <laughs> and i like made it to the gate yeah and they knew exactly who i was and oh, I good. was the last person on the plane and i was like breathing so hard and yeah. so i think the people yeah. on the plane were probably like
0: is who is I'm this doing. yeah
1: i think that's my closest <laughs> call but besides that yeah. i've been pretty lucky yeah
0: no, that's a very, I think for a lot of international students, I mean, a lot of my classmates here at the university are from very far away. They're from, from Indonesia, from the Philippines, from uh, from Japan. So, I mean, and, and also from uh, parts of Europe, things like that. So I think it's quite common for the people that we're surrounded with in class to be kind of well-traveled individuals, which, of course, is not the whole world. Uh, there's a lot of people that don't have the opportunities to travel. But a lot of the people that come to uh, the university as international students, they travel. Um, so you told me a little bit before about some of your adventures, um, even when you got to Copenhagen to come to Lund. So how did you get from Copenhagen to Lund? What was that? How did you get from one place to another?
1: <laughs> it's super easy. Like my parents are coming to visit me soon, and they're yeah. like, "How how are we gonna get to?" Yeah. Sweden, like how's that gonna happen? I'm like, it's so easy. Like there's a train station in the airport. You Isn't buy that great. Yeah, and it's so great. You buy a ticket, you get on the train, and it just takes you straight straight to Lund and so it's simple. Great. I feel like that's like the least stressful part of the whole experience over. Though when I first got here, I was like, This is gonna yeah. be a nightmare, but
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I remember when I first was traveling to Lund as an international student. I was sitting at home and I was like, how do I get to Lund? You know, do I buy a ticket to Stockholm? Do I buy a ticket to, you know, somewhere else? And then go? And it and it says on the website, buy a ticket to Copenhagen, and then you take the train direct. And I was like, but but really? Like I'm going to Sweden? Like, what's this whole thing? But it really is so easy. So if there's any students out there who are thinking, how am I going to get from one place to another? It's it's super, super easy. Take the That's Orson's Tog. And you'll be fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, And the English of everyone is like, so good here. So if you yeah. get lost, you just ask anyone and they'll ask be like, yeah. Ask for
0: directions. Yeah. 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 So awesome.
1: Shouldn't be any worries
0: there. So shifting gears a little bit, Emma, in your free time, uh, you, you seem to be quite the globetrotter and you like to, to go around uh, in Europe. So tell me what your favorite traveling experiences were and um, where did you go? What was it like? Yeah, things like that.
1: Yeah. Um, I've been super lucky. i able to travel Europe a lot. I've done a lot of travel while I've been here in Lund, and then I mm. did some previous to my studies. Mm. So I think that hmm, my favorite trip while I've been here in Lund was probably – Norway okay I just went to like took like the bus over to Oslo for like a couple days yeah. and went to like the fjords and the saunas wow. and it was super fun but I'd say my all-time favorite Europe <laughs> trip would probably be Bosnia which is really? like a, you know weird one a lot of people haven't been there but I was like it was so much fun
0: tell me about Bosnia
1: um Let's see. Where did I go? So I went to Mostar, which is like the capital. I feel no, it's okay. not the capital. It's a big city. It's a big city. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was super fun. There's, it's just like a very different vibe than the rest of Europe because mm. they have a lot of like mosques and stuff like that. Mm. So a very like mm. interesting culture. They have this like bridge that they're really known for in Mostar that... Mm. These like professional divers like dive off of if you like. Oh, interesting. If you like egg them on enough, they'll like do it, and you like <laughs> gotta give them tips. And once they reach like a certain amount, they'll then do they'll, it. Wow. And then there's this one like random little town that I went to. I don't even know what it was called. It was in like just the middle of nowhere, and it was just <laughs> like this really tiny little mosque and this like 13th century like Rapunzel tower that there was wow. no one there, and I think it was like really sketchy that we we're climbing up it we like climbed up it and you could just see like the whole valley and the river and oh the mosque goodness. and it was beautiful. And then we went to these like waterfalls. Wow. So you have swimming and the coldest water I've ever felt in my life, which I think is saying <laughs> something because like I live in Washington state and we're known for like our glacial lakes. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, for some reason this water in Bosnia is so <laughs> cold, but it was like just like beautiful and yeah. the people there were so friendly and the food is good and
0: so mm. A very underrated mm.
1: destination, so I mm. recommend it.
0: What was your how did you get to, to Bosnia? What was your flight? Wait, did you take a flight?
1: I did not fly. Oh, okay. I am all about that bus life. Okay. Like, like I'm a Flixbus bus girly. Okay. I feel like there's times when you need to take flights, but yeah. something about like bus and train and mm-hmm. you can you have it's a lot less stressful than okay. planes. You don't have to like go through security yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And a lot of times you get like a whole row of seats to yourself and you can wow. bring like all your snacks. Yeah, and yeah. You download like your movies and your books and you can like look out the window and like see these like parts of the country.
0: So it sounds like it becomes part of your trip. Yeah. Even. yeah it's like part yeah. of like
1: the vibe. And I've meet like lots of fun friends like on the really? buses. I've taken some really crazy Bus trips, (laughs) but I got to Bosnia by taking a bus from Croatia. So it's a really easy trip if you're in um, like Dubrovnik or Split. You can just take a bus over to Croatia or Mm, to Bosnia. To Bosnia
0: (laughs) from okay, okay, and then wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, so you you said something a little bit about why why you take sustainable transportation, but when you're in it and it's you know you're sitting there and it's like twelve hours or I don't know. I mean, but do you ever reconsider, <laughs> you know, like that you, you know, that you that it's part of the journey? Do you or
1: mm. I think as like Americans, we have a very different view of like distance than a lot yeah. of other countries. Yeah. I like grew up doing these like crazy long road trips. So it doesn't right. necessarily bothers me as much as yeah. the other people, but yeah. I do think that it can be like tiring you're like, man, I could have gotten mm. to this place like so much faster. Yeah. But honestly, yeah. once you like add in the time it takes to get to the airport and go through security and wait at your gate and then exit and like go through customs it's and get out of the day. airport. It least. kind of takes the same amount of time as, as the long bus, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'd rather just sit and relax on the bus the whole time.
0: Nice. Nice. So what has been some of your favorite, um, your favorite destinations in, in, in Sweden? I, I know that before, before we started, uh, recording, we were talking a little bit about, Yltebori or Gothenburg. So what what was, um, how was that trip? Did you enjoy your time up there?
1: Yeah, so I just went to Gothenburg two weekends ago with okay. a bunch of friends and we went to go see the Christmas markets. So we were,
0: oh, nice. It's like,
1: I mean, as an American, you hear all about yeah. European Christmas markets and that's like a big <laughs> bucket list thing for a lot of us, I feel like. So I was really excited for that. Yeah. Took the train up, really easy. So on the train, there was like, the speaker above my seat was broken, oh, oh. so it was like squealing like the whole time. <laughs> but you just end up like with your friends, you're just like, you yeah. kind of like rolled the punches, and we're like yeah. laughing. We're like, sounds like a really bad DJ, like, yeah, you just gotta make the most of it, roll the right. punches. But we made it up there, went to the Christmas market, ate lots of good food, and mm. then. Mm. We started hearing about northern lights were coming out. Oh, wow. And apparently it's, like, not super common, like, this south in Sweden to see them. But we kept being, like, hearing about people in moon seeing them. And so we went to the—we were in our house. So at, like, 9 p.m., we were like, okay, you know what? We're just going to, like, go out. Let's there's go like see. A, there's a yeah. place, like, 15 minutes away we can go. So we, like, walked up this hill, like, pitch black, and we got there, and there was like a ton of people there, and you could we like saw the Northern Lights just like randomly, really? yeah. Wow. And so that's like kind of so fun. My favorite part about traveling is like the random yeah. moments, like the things yeah. that you don't plan. The unplanned and you're like,
0: moments. Wow. Yeah.
1: So that was super fun.
0: Wow! Wow.
1: And everyone tells me that twenty twenty four is supposed to be real good for the Northern Lights, so anyone really? yeah, coming here.
0: Check them out. <laughs> Check them out. So you said something about a hostel. Now tell me more. What uh, hostel? You know, when you're when you're traveling around, uh, is that your preferred way of accommodation? Um, and if so, why?
1: Yeah, I think um, yeah, I always stay in hostels, and are the most comfortable thing in the world. No, if I had <laughs> all the amount of money in the world, would I stay in a hostel? No, uh. but but. <laughs> For me, it's all about, like, traveling on a student budget. So yeah. I have to, like, prioritize, like, what is more important for me to spend money on. Right, and, like, at the right. end of the day, like, it's somewhere where I'm sleeping. Yeah. And I'd rather spend my money doing something fun or eating good right, food. Right. And, like, hostels can be fun. You can meet lots of fun people there. And yeah. usually, like, they're in, like, a really good location, like, right in the city center. And so... Oh yeah, staying in hostels—they're—they're they're fun, hit or miss. But you just got to read the reviews and yeah, it works out.
0: That's good. Yeah. So when you're planning for a trip, how do you normally plan for a trip? I mean, what's what's your process that you go through for figuring out a trip that's going to be good on a student budget, that's going to be worth your time, but that you're also going to enjoy? How what how do you go through that?
1: Yeah, um, I have like. Tons of like save videos on like TikTok and Pinterest. (laughs) I'm like all about getting travel inspiration. And so it's kind of, I'm the kind of person that I'm like, you can't think too much before you book. Like if Mm. if you let yourself think about it, you get stressed, you're going to overthink it. So you just got to like go for it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy the train ticket. I'm going to buy the plane ticket, buy the bus ticket. We'll figure the rest out later. And so usually that's the first thing I buy where I'm like, hey, I just want to go there. There's a good deal. I'm going to buy it. And then you're always looking on Hostel World and Booking.com are my favorite place for mm-hmm. um, finding accommodations. I'm like a, a level four genius member on Booking.com. So like <laughs> the more that you book, the better the discounts are. So oh, really? I kind of think it's yeah. the gift that keeps on giving because yeah. the more vacations you go on, the better your discount on your hotels are. So it's great. And then uh, for each trip, I kind of have to know that like on a student budget, I can't possibly do everything that i want to do yeah, so it's important yeah. for me to be like prioritized so usually um
0: how do for, you do that for me yeah.
1: i love to spend money on food for me like okay. food is all about the experience yeah um and so i'm usually we'll make like a food bucket list i guess for each place <laughs> that i visit really? and then i have to decide okay for each trip i'm gonna have like one or two like really nice meals mm. where i'm just like in a
0: Splurge a little.
1: Splurge a little bit. Yeah. And then the rest of the time I'm all about, you know, I'll eat out at grocery stores or okay. street food if you're in the right place. And then I usually pick one act one activity that I'm gonna do. So for example, um so I'm going to Spain pretty soon, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, my one activity for Spain is that I've heard about this like zip line that you can do. Whoa. And I'm like, this is my one activity that I'm gonna do. Whoa, and the rest of the time, I really love to just kind of like wander and yeah. you find like all these unexpected things. And maybe I don't like get to do like tours all the time, but again, the unexpected things are kind of my favorite, and if you plan <laughs> out like Every minute of your trip, you're not really gonna have anything unexpected, and so
0: not super enjoyable. You know, yeah, so it's
1: kind of like yeah. it doesn't have to be planned too much. It's mm. part of the fun, and it saves mm. money to not overplan. Honestly. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a tendency for a lot of folks who are traveling, if that's even local or you know, kind of more regionally or even further away than that, that they they tend to hyper plan. You know, I need to plan out where I'm going to have breakfast and then where I'm going to go and do this and we're going to do that and we're going to do this. And for me, I I grew up with a family that was a hyper planning family. And so whenever we would take trips and we still take trips together as a family, sometimes my mother, of course, goes in and she plans, you know, let's do this, 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 (laughs) this, this, this. And she gets a lot of enjoyment in advance of going on the trip of planning it out. But for me, when I started traveling on my own and visiting my friends in different parts of Europe, and even going on trips with my, my friends in Sweden, I kind of told myself, I was like, plans, we're not going <laughs> to, I don't really want to do a lot of planning. So in that way, Emma, I'm, I'm a little bit like you. Um, I also tend to, to love uh, my food experiences and I like to pair them with a museum experience. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that, you know, oh, I, I went to this museum and, and ate there and it was really great at that place, but I really love art museums and um, love them or hate them. I think that they're interesting. I think they're interesting culturally, socially, you know, things like that. So when I go to a new place, I'm like, let me see their art museum. What do they got, you know? and. Um, there was an experience that I had where I went to. I've been to Copenhagen um, a couple times, and each time I've gone to something that has been um, what I would call culturally enriching. Like you go, and it's like one time I went to the ballet, which was a really great experience. One, and then I went to um, a couple art museums, also really fun in Copenhagen, just thirty minutes away. You could zoom down there on the train. But there was one that stood out to me, which mm-hmm. was I went to the Louisiana Modern Museum of Art in Hammelbeek, Denmark, which is like mm-hmm. right on the other side of the Orsund from, from where we are. And they have an amazing collection of modern art. And they have for many years. But the, the gardens are really beautiful. Okay. And the food was just out of this world. I mean, it was really, really, really good food at their little cafe there. So if anyone is thinking, I want to do a day trip, I don't know where to go, I always tell people, Louisiana, go to Louisiana. Louisiana. And not in Baton Rouge or New Orleans <laughs> or something, but the, the, the one in Hammambique, you yeah. know. So yeah, I haven't been there, I'll have to
1: check it out. You have
0: to go, you have to yeah, go.
1: I'm a sucker for museums.
0: Yeah, it's, a museum. yeah that's, that's my splurge. And usually when you go to a museum as a student at the university, they have some sort of student discount. So you can show them your student ID or something like that. And normally they give you a couple, you know, a couple bucks off your ticket, yeah. which is always great.
1: Yeah. And a lot of museums do like free days.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I
1: kind of like plan. That's the one thing about my travels that I'll sometimes plan around. I'm like, OK, it's a what free day? day? Oh, it's free day. Right,
0: right. Yeah, I, I can think of uh, I know for for some students that come to the university, you know, they want to see um, nature as well. They want, they want to go and, and hang out in nature in different parts. And there's a lot of nature preserves in Skåne that are really fun to go see. There's like a, you know, this is not a nature preserve, but there's a beach, Loma Beach, I'm mm-hmm. sure you've been. Yeah. yeah and it's uh, it's a really fun little day trip. You can take the bus over there, you know, go see what's going on. I went to For my birthday this past uh, September, I went to Shiviks Musteri, not to shout them out, but also to shout them out. It was a little, it's like a little like cider press. And you can go and like, they have like a little garden out there. They had a nice little cafe. And I went, I biked from Lund out to this little, um, this little place. And it was such a nice little like afternoon lunch adventure. And you bike through the the countryside, and it's such an enjoyable way to transit. Yeah. But I think that there's a lot of fun things to do in the region. But I know you've also gone to Stockholm, so I'm I'm sure our listeners want to know what what what's going on in Stockholm. Did you like your time up there? What was it like? You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was only in Stockholm pretty briefly. Okay. But I did, I did enjoy it. I feel like it is kind of different from like southern sweden yeah it's, it is culturally it's a little different and yeah. the way that it looks like the architecture is different very but different. it's yeah. very i think i was in in poland re- recently in Gdansk, oh, right. and everyone was like and i was like oh this kind of looks like stockholm looks like poland like this these cities they, <laughs> they kind yeah. of look similar yeah um, but Stockholm has a lot of, like, cool, like, cultural things going mm. on. You gotta, mm. you gotta love the ABBA Museum. Yeah. Um, like, concerts. Yeah, and yeah. And so I think it's, it's a fun. I want to go back mm. again, definitely, especially mm. maybe in the spring when the weather is a little nicer because mm-hmm. something, yeah, like Swedish spring and summer is, just, like, so nice. Like, the whole world comes to it's life. really
0: nice. Yeah. 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 Say more. Say more about the Swedish. I mean, what what is it? I mean, is it because we've spent our whole winter and fall in the rainy dark or is it because it's, there's something else really special or
1: i think i had it ingrained in me is like as soon as i <laughs> land they're like whenever the sun is out you have to be outside like, yeah. you cannot waste a single moment of the sunlight and like people take that to heart like you go oh, yeah. out and when it's sunny everyone is outside and everyone, everyone is, is out, like, yeah <laughs> sitting and just like there's places in like the town square you can mm-hmm. just like sit and like eat and talk to your friends and you like go hiking and you walk around the parks and people like will swim in like the oceans here and it's just like a big like I guess like a social event to like yeah. go outside and enjoy yeah. the sun and everyone is just like so happy and yeah. like comes to life and it's just like so much fun honestly
0: you know, it, it makes me think about there's a, there's a sociological um, kind of urban studies as well theory called third spaces, which is like an idea that it's it's not home and it's not work, but it's something else. So I think in Europe, from what I've noticed from living here, a lot of the third spaces that we have are outdoors, but they're also, you know, different kind of institutions or or buildings that you can go to and they're, there, everyone can go there, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, I think in America, where we're both from, yep. there there is a tendency to think like, oh, yeah, yeah, we have like these parks and we have this, but the usage of it, I feel like, is a bit not, yeah. not the same as so connected to the <laughs> public space of Europe. So I wonder, in your trips and travels, have you experienced like a third space, a public space, in a very different way?
1: I do think that, like you mentioned, like coming to Sweden and Europe in general, mm. it's just, just like the work-life balance yeah, yeah. and just like the socializing aspect of it is yeah. just so different than the U.S. Because like you said, I'm like, I can go to the park back home, but I'll be the only one in the park. And exactly. it's like this beautiful it's sunny weird. day. Yeah. And so I just think, like, yeah, like going outside, you're always seeing people and just... It's very, like, inspiring. Like, you get inspired by all these people, like, socializing. And, like, on, like, the even, like, weeknights, you'll walk around Loon and you'll see people, like, having dinner with their friends or, like, picnic. And I'm like, this is a weeknight. What are you doing? But it's just, like, when you see all these people and, like, all these spaces. uh, Mm. about. Maybe it's something Mm. to do with the fact that, it's walkable and I'm like seeing people mm-hmm. around more mm-hmm. than seeing people in their cars, in their cars but and like cars, it just yeah. like inspires me. I'm like I just wanna yeah just want to go out all the time and yeah. just enjoy life.
0: I think that's been something that through my travels as well, like you say, um, when you travel to different parts of Europe, you you find the similarities and the differences between you know how Europeans are are different different kinds of Europeans in different parts of Europe are laying out cities in a historical way, very differently than other places, things like that, for many different reasons. Um, you know, I've spent some some time visiting my family in Brussels, which has a lot of like, they've done a lot of, you know, moving mm-hmm. stuff around because they had a lot of damage during the Second World War. Um, and they also have really, you know, really bad weather. So <laughs> there's a lot of cars for good reason. You know, it's quite rainy all the time, things like that. So... You know, sometimes it's a weird, it's a weird thing to go visit somewhere else of outside of Lund. <laughs> and, you know, even in Copenhagen and to feel, or in Stockholm or wherever it may be, and to feel like, wow, the place is shaping it. The people are shaping the place. The, the weather is shaping the people and the place. But Lund is one of these very unique cities, I feel like, in terms yeah, of, I have a buddy who, who's doing his PhD and he, he researches 15 minute cities, which is this idea that you can get all over and get to everything you need within 15 minutes. And, or at least that's what I, I think he meant by what he was saying. (laughs) But I think that's an interesting thing. I mean, when you go to a different place, you really get a feeling for something about how they, they set these, you know, things out physically, but also in their, you know, in their being and things like that. Yeah.
1: Tell so much from like their culture just about like walking around and like seeing the people doing their thing.
0: And mixing that with the food and Mm -hmm. the music and the art and the activities. It's been it's one of my most enjoyable things about living far away from home is experiencing things that are not they put me out of my comfort zone. I think I don't know if you have the same feeling as well. Yeah. Definitely. So what If you're reflecting on on traveling as a student, um, what pieces of advice would you give? And then also, what do you feel like traveling does to you? Those are two big questions. Mm -hmm. You can take them how you want to. But just as we come closer to the the end here, I'm just wondering about, you know.
1: I think that um, my biggest piece of advice, maybe it's like a little cliche, but just... Do it, like
0: oh,
1: I, Nike. Yeah, Nike. Like that's what I, was, I get. Yeah. People that ask me all the time because mm. I um, I, I travel a lot more than the average mm. person. I think I yeah. have for like yeah. a couple of years, and yeah. so I get my friends from back home that are always like, "How do you do it?" And yeah. I'm like, I, I just I just, just do, do it, it. <laughs> and so my friends, I'm like, I yeah. I admire that about you—the fact that if you say you're gonna do something, right. like just do it, and right. that. I mean, it's easier said than done. Like, mm-hmm. it is a really hard thing. But I feel like once you kind of, like, get started, mm-hmm. it's hard to stop. You just have to kind of make, like, that first leap of faith. And mm-hmm. then after that, it's, like, addicting. And you're, like, I can't oh, can't yeah. stop. Yeah, yeah. But, and I do think it's changed me a lot in that way where I'm, like, oh, I'm, like, never going to be content yeah. staying still ever again. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just, like, yeah tell people i'm like it is like horrible problem that i have this addiction but it's like so great and it gives me the opportunity to i feel like really create my dream life because wow. when i'm when you're in your own country and kind of in your own bubble you only know like one place one way of life and that's kind of like you accept that that's how life's going to be even though you're like maybe that's not how you want it to be but when you're like traveling and all these like different cultures and you're meeting like Mm. these people and seeing new ways of life, you're kind of seeing like, you're like pulling together like these pieces. Like my life has become like this mismatch of like (laughs) all these different like cultures and these like quirks that I pick up from everywhere. And it's just kind of to realize that like there's no one said my life has to be the way that, you know, I was told it has to be like when I was growing up, like there's so much more out there. And it's just like, this inspires me all the time cuz i'm just seeing all this stuff and i always have like all these new ideas and wow, i'm
0: just like yeah you know, yeah it's great. one one final parting piece of advice from my end with traveling would be in addition to what emma is saying here which is i think is very important and inspiring um, one thing is always going to go horribly wrong on yeah. a trip <laughs> so just accept this one thing going really bad i mean it could be you you know, get squeezed in an airport connection. It could be that you, you know, become ill. It could be, you know, but it's so worth it to still yeah. go on the trip. You but know, I say
1: do it for the plot. Like it's yeah. going to be a good story to tell <laughs> exactly. someone someday.
0: Exactly, that's a great way to put it. Well, Emma, thanks so much for being on yeah. the Lund University International Podcast.
1: Thanks for having
0: me. We're happy to have you, and we hope to hear it from you soon again. And um, uh, thank you for your time, and uh, and for our listeners out there. Safe travels. Thanks for listening so much to this episode of the Lund University International Podcast. If you're interested in learning more about Lund University, you can go to our website, lunduniversity.lu.se. You can also follow us on social media, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And we look forward to having you listen to our next podcast soon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.